0: John had asked me to sing one, but I uh, think it's time to preach. Um, so I don't think, I don't think that's to be rude. I'll, I'll sing next week or something more appealing. Um But one preach, I feel like that's what uh, that's what time is coming to do now. Uh, and so uh, I want to try to be obedient to that. And, uh, appreciate you being here this morning. love you with all my heart. And I uh, want you to know that I love you. And I thought about last week some, and I thought about all the reasons. Thank you, Brother Joe. All the reasons why... Christ had came, and we barely scratched the surface on it last week, but I I hope that that thought, and I know it did for me, I hope the thought of that came back to your mind a few times through the week um, about all the reasons that uh, Christ came, and what a blessing it is to know that God came to be with us. Uh, I just can't express how grateful I really am that God would do that for us, Uh, and because of His love, He's made a way for someone like me. And uh, be saved. That's an amazing thing. Amen. That's an amazing thing. So I praise the Lord for that this morning, and uh, and I'm thankful. And I'm going to continue to build on that foundation. I'm not going to preach the same, the more the same, but uh, since we know that God came for us, and we know that He laid down His life for us, and we know that He made a way for us, I, I want to preach today on what our response should be to Him. Uh, now, I'll take you to the Scriptures this morning. We're going to, uh, in the Gospel of John, chapter 21, if you want to go there. Uh, and, I, and I want to show you that there's an invitation that Christ gives to everyone that's in this place today. I'll give you a little context before I go into the Scriptures there. Um, this is talking about when after Peter had... Now, least you, you know as well as I know that Peter knew the Lord. Amen? Amen. Peter was acquainted with Christ. He, fought, he he went with Christ everywhere he went. He he did all. He he listened to all the teachings of Christ. He served with Christ, worked with Christ. Uh, uh, you know, they, 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 those men gave up all their lives to follow Christ during his ministry, and and uh, and he. So he certainly knew that Jesus was the Son of the Living God. Amen. Amen. Uh, and, and, and there was even a place there where he answered Jesus, asking specifically. He said. Who do you say that I am? And Jesus said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen? Amen. Uh, So we know that Peter knew that in his heart, but uh, just as surely as as he had confessed that truth with his own mouth, there came a time that he had denied the Lord three times. Uh, Even to the point of cursing, the Scripture said, that he cursed the Lord, and he turned his back on Him. And that time was right at the time when Jesus was being crucified, Peter turned his back on the Lord. The reason why is simple. The reason why is because he feared for his own life. Amen? Uh, he feared for his own life, and, and 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 let me just tell you today that sometimes we can find ourselves in exactly the same situation. Amen? Uh, that's not, a, a, it's easy to be hard on Peter, but... Uh, you, you, you may be here this morning and you know full well who Christ is. The Father has revealed that to you. Amen? Amen. Told you that Christ is the Son of the living God He's put that truth in your heart. You don't need a sermon to prove that Jesus has fulfilled all the old prophecies. Uh, you already know that truth. And as you said here this morning, you know full well that Christ died for your sins. Amen? Amen. Uh, so you know all those things. But maybe like Peter, uh, in some ways you've denied Him. Amen? Now, I know we don't like that, but listen, it may be that you may be here and lost uh, this morning, and you know the truth about who Christ is. Uh, the Father has revealed that truth to you, uh, but you deny Him Sunday after Sunday after Sunday because you don't want to surrender your own life. Amen? Amen. Just like Peter there, uh, you, you're afraid that you'll have to lose your life for this man. Amen? And I can assure you, if you come to Christ, you'll have to give your life away. Amen. Amen. Uh, that's the fact today that you will uh, have to give your life away if you're going to come to Christ. So uh, uh, now, now in this part of the scripture that we're going to read, Jesus had been crucified and had already been resurrected. So death was defeated, but Peter was still defeated too. Amen. So, so, so while they went about their old routine, uh, Peter had said, told the other disciples, "He said, I'm going fishing." And while they went about their old routine, they, they went out and, 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 and Jesus came and stood on the shore. Looking at out there, there they were fishing, and He called out to them and uh, let them know that He was there. Even to the point where the Scripture is going to show you that he, he cooked them something to eat. Amen? Amen? Now, now here, I want you to think about that just for a minute. What a good God we serve Amen. 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 Now there Peter denied him three times, cursed him. Jesus still comes around. Amen. Still shows up, cooks breakfast, calls for him. They hadn't caught nothing all night. Amen. Now, now they caught nothing and Jesus hollered out when he told them to come. Now they, they, they didn't know the first two it was. They were a pretty good distance off. And Jesus said, why don't you cast your nets on the other side? Yeah, amen. And they threw them in. And they took in a load. I think the Bible says 153 fish. Amen. Amen. And, and Peter knew immediately who was on the shore. Amen. And the Bible said he stripped off all of his fishing clothes and jumped in and, 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 and swam to the shore as quick as he could get there. Amen? Amen. That's where we're going to pick up reading. John 21, verses 15 through 19. Peter come back to the shore and they had sat down to eat breakfast together and the Bible says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon Peter was grieved because he had said to him a third time, he had asked him three times, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, now you've got to understand when he tells this here. He's talking about Peter's death. He said, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wanted to go. You did the things you wanted to do. Amen. He said, but when you're old, you're going to stretch out your hands and another will lead you and carry you where you don't want to go. Amen. You need to think about that for a minute. You need to understand today that sometimes the will of the Lord is taking places that you don't want to go. Amen. This he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him these two words. Follow me, amen. Follow me. That's what I want to preach today. is Is that simple invitation where Jesus says, "Come, follow me." That's what He asked them to do when He met them in the, in the first place. He called out to them as they cleaned their nets, and He said, "Come and follow me." In straight away, the Bible says they left their nets and followed Him. Amen. And so this was a familiar invitation to him. And listen, I want you to know today that that invitation that he gave to Peter and the disciples and the apostles, when he said, you come and follow me, there's a Savior right here in this little church this morning who invites every one of us to do the same thing. Amen. Amen. Uh, He says, come and follow me. Now, I won't preach it the right way and I won't do it the justice it deserves this morning, but I want you to know what those words really mean. And I know what you may be thinking. You may be thinking today, well, obviously, this is a message to the lost, uh, so it doesn't really apply to me. I want you to know today that's not the case. This message is for the saved, the lost, and anybody that will hear it. Amen? amen. It's, for, it's the one that God sent to us. It's for everybody in this church today. I don't care how long you've been saved, or if you're saved at all, this is the message that God has sent. Amen. amen. Because let me tell you why. There are some people, there are some people who have professed to believe, but they turned back. And you may say, well, no, I don't think they have. They have. In John chapter 6, verse 66, the Bible says, From that time, many of the disciples that were walking with Him turned back and walked with Him no more. Amen? Amen. Now that may be somebody's story in here this morning. You believed and you wanted to follow, but you've gone back and followed Him now no more. Amen? That doesn't mean you don't, that, You say, well, obviously I haven't turned back. I'm in church. There's people sitting in churches all over the place that's turned their back on the Lord. They just still come to church. Amen. Amen. Just because you show up at church don't mean that that ain't talking about you, friend. Listen today. I I just want you to be to be honest with you, okay? I just want to be truthful and preach and listen, maybe may, maybe you followed the Lord for a while, but when God began to call you into the deeper waters, Amen. When God began to call you out, you lowered your head because you're not willing to go any further. Amen? Amen. Now I'm just preaching to you. Now don't get mad at me. I, I listen. I, I I know that there's a lot of Christians that's been standing in the shallow waters for years. Amen? Amen. No, no real growth, no real purpose, no real works to show. Just the profession with the mouth. And and listen. I, 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 I and and there's a lot of people that's just standing in ankle deep water uh, 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 today uh, and there's so much more for them to have. and But on their heart, the only thing they can say is, well, I hope I make it when the time comes. Listen today, God, my prayer for you, church, is that none of you have to hope you can make it. Amen. I don't want you to hope that you can make it. Now, that's not the way the Christian life supposed to be lived, uh, where you hope you can make it. I want you to live a Christian life in the deeper waters, so that you know you're going to make it. Amen. You know, by the blood of Christ. I think about the, the scripture in Ezekiel. I want to share it with you this morning. Uh, I, I don't know how these scriptures link together, but this is the thought that came to mind. So in Ezekiel 47, he said, "A man went out to the east with a line in his hand, and he measured one thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles." And again, He measured a thousand and brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. A little deeper now, you see. And again, a thousand more, and He brought me through, and the water was up to my waist. Amen? Hey, listen, this is ta- I'm talking to you about your Christian life today. Amen? I'm talking about everybody starts in the ankle deep, but you don't, you're not supposed to stay in the ankle deep. Amen? You start there, and then you walk a little while, about a thousand cubits. And you say, well, how far is that the Christian life? Well, I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I know this. you got to keep on pressing. Amen. Amen? He didn't say, I sit still, and the water got around my knees. You don't sit still and grow with the Lord. Amen. Amen? You move if you want to grow with the Lord. So he took him out a thousand cubits, and he said it was up to his waist. And then he said, I went out a thousand more, and it was a river so big, I couldn't cross it. For the water was too deep water in which one would have to swim. A river that could not be crossed. Boy, that describes God. Amen? Amen? A river that just can't be crossed. You can't get far. You can, you can wait all your life and you're going to continue to be a river that you're just going to have to swim in. Amen? Amen? Now listen to me this morning. If you're a Christian, there's a deeper Christian life calling you today. It's Jesus and He stands on the shore and says, Hey, why don't you come and follow me? I'll take you into deeper waters. Amen? I'll take you to places that you never dreamed that I could take you. I'll take you to places where you'll do things you never thought you'd do. Amen? Amen? Where you'll go to places you never thought you'd go. He said, come for me. Now listen, there's a thousand excuses we could make. You Remember the ones there where the, where the old disciples, they came up and they said, Lord, I want to follow you. But let me go do this thing. Let me go bury my father. Let me go back and say bye to my to my family. Let me. There's some things I got to tend to, Lord. There's a thousand excuses and a thousand reasons that you could say, "Lord, I'll follow." But, but let me tell you, who was blessed? It's the ones who said, "Who dropped their neck straight away and followed." Amen. Amen. Not the ones who said, "I'll follow." But, Amen. There's always going to be something else to do, guys. There's always going to be something else that you could be. Uh, other than following and serving the Lord, right? There's always going to be an obstacle that can come and get in the way. and something that you can say, well, you know, I've got to devote my time to this, so I just don't have the time or the opportunity to do the work of of God. But let me tell you today, those things are robbing something from you. They're taking something from you that God wanted to give to you. A good word. Listen, I I, I don't know about you, but... uh, I'm gonna follow Jesus so far into the waters that I don't have to hope that I make it. Amen. 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 I I I want to go. Listen, I I want, when I, when I have to face death, you know, I, I I I told y'all before that I have anxiety issues and I've got all these problems. And my anxiety, when it comes on, what it does is it always makes me feel like I'm having a heart attack, like I'm dying.
1: Yeah.
0: Amen. And so I know that even though I don't I don't I don't fear death, I do fear death. And to a degree. Amen. Amen. But I want, I want to follow Jesus so close. I'm preaching to myself now. That when I do have to die, when I do have to face that river, that chilly water of death that comes along to every man, that it will seem like nothing. Amen? It will seem. As a matter of fact, I like to cross that chilly water On top of it. I I was thinking about I'd like to follow Jesus so hard that I'll walk across the river the way that Peter did. Amen. I'd like to get a hold of that. I'd like to walk across on top of the water and not have to worry about anything that's in the way and struggle and go along. I'll just tell you this morning, I I don't think there's anything worse than seeing Christians aimlessly just sitting around, not fulfilling any purpose in the kingdom of God, but just sitting down with their toes. Dipped in the water, uh, and listen, they ain't enjoying that, uh, you want to enjoy this Christian life, you've got to get in deep and follow the Lord, amen, you know, that's where the real joy is, man, listen, those Christians, nine I ain't trying to talk about nobody in particular, but those Christians that uh, uh, they sit back and they dip their toes in the water, you know what they do, uh, they spend a whole lot of time of uh, uh, critiquing and criticizing and judging. I, I, listen, I listen, they don't
1: ever
0: really follow Jesus for themselves. It's a shame because so many Christians, their light does not so shine. So many, so many Christians have put their candle under a bushel even though the Lord told us not to. The Bible said, listen, I want you to understand it too. The Bible said in Matthew 6.23, I don't have it up here but it says, I believe, if I'm quoting it right, it said, if the light that's in you be darkness, how great is that darkness. I struggled with that scripture for a long time. I like, how can light be darkness? If the light that's in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? But guys, God has given every professing believer a light.
1: Amen.
0: If we cover that up, it's darkness. Amen? And listen, how, how great a darkness it is for a Christian who won't let their light shine. Amen who won't do the things that God has called them to do. Dad, I want you to know, do you know why I think so many Christians are so bitter? It's because they know they're wasting it. They know they're wasting it. Amen? They struggle because they know that they've had the opportunity to follow Christ in the deeper waters and to go out deep with the Lord. But the simple fact is, just like Peter on that day, They're too afraid of what they'll lose. Amen? Amen. Amen. They're too afraid of what they'll have to give up. They're too afraid of the sacrifice. And that's exactly the way Peter was. Do you remember the story there when Peter stepped out of the boat when they saw Jesus coming and the late watches of the night there on the water, walking on the water? And and, and Peter, he said, Lord, if it's You, bid me to come. And the Lord said, come. And Peter stepped out, and the Bible says he stepped out of the boat and when he stepped down on the water, he walked on top of the water. Amen? And he walked down on top of the water. And as long as he had his eyes on Christ, he stayed on top of the water. But the Bible said when fear began to set in on him, he looked down and he began to sink. Amen? He began to sink down in the waters there. And as he began to sink down in those waters, he took his eyes off the Lord, And that's the very description of so many Christians today. They're sinking. They've taken their eyes off Christ. Well, I promise you this: your calling as a Christian is not to criticize.
1: Amen.
0: Your calling as a Christian is not to complain. Your calling as a Christian is not to be the critiquer of those who are in the deep. Amen. Your calling as a Christian is for you to walk in the deep. I just say maybe the plain, plainest way again: don't hate on everybody that's out deeper than you. Amen. Amen. Don't go out hating on them because you're too afraid to go where they are. Amen. Amen. Be thankful that somebody's willing to go out there. Amen. Amen. And then start asking yourself, why ain't I out there doing the work? Amen. Why ain't I out there accomplishing the mission? What's what's wrong with me? And uh, I know I need to get on to the actual message this morning, so I'm going to try to do that. Amen. Now, if you want to follow Jesus, there's a couple of things that you've got to do first. First thing you've got to do is you've got to look inside and see where your love really is. Is that not what, that not what the Lord was questioning there? Look again at John 21, 15 through 17. After they'd eaten breakfast, he asked him three times, Lord, or he said, Peter, do you love me more than these? And then do you love me? And then do you love me again? He asked him all of well, what is the first and greatest commandment? In Matthew 22, 36 through 38, teacher, they came to him. What is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus answered and said, You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. we see it in other places. This is the first and great commandment. This is where it all begins. You have to look around this morning and. Look at everything the world promises to give to you and decide, do I love Jesus more than that? Amen? Amen? Amen. you got to look around. and Listen, And I know as, as good as anybody, I'm not going to go through all the different things the world offers. Uh, you know all the things the world offers. We know that there's a world full of pleasure waiting outside the door. Amen. A world full of absolute selfish living Amen. and pleasure in sin for a season. And we can deny it and say, Lord, I don't see how these sinners are happy. They're happy because there's pleasure in sin. Amen. Their flesh is happy. Amen? They're happy in the flesh. The problem with the problem with that pleasure is it's short-lived. Yeah. You see, the problem with that pleasure is it's only temporary. It doesn't last. It's only for a season, and then it's gone. Yes. It's only for a moment. So the question is, is do you love me more than those temporary pleasures? Do you love me more than you love yourself? Do you love me more than all those things? And so I just want to challenge you this morning, to, and I hope that maybe this will resonate with you and we'll chunk your life up a little bit into a smaller place, a smaller portion. I just want you to look back over last week. That's all I'm asking you to do. Does anybody remember last week? I do. Parts of it. Amen. I may not get it all just right. But were there times when the Lord of lords and the King of kings might have whispered to you and said, Wait a minute. Hold on there. Don't you love me more than these? You hear what I'm saying to you this morning? Let me ask you a different way. Did you push the Lord away any this week? Were there times that you pushed Him away? Now I'm preaching to you professing Christians did you push him away did you did you live in a way this week that he was put above everything else in your life that he took the, that he had the preeminence is that the way your life was lived this week now, i'm not talking about every day of your whole life i'm talking about just this past week from the time you left last sunday till now we're at the same spot uh, a week 7 days later in those 7 days what was the testimony of that week for you. Now zero in on for just a minute. Let's really think. Does it reflect, if you look back at those seven days, does it reflect a great love for Christ? Or, or, or does it reflect a sickness in your heart? What you say, what kind of sickness in my heart? A selfish sickness. Amen? One of the worst kinds. Uh, because what sometimes, guys, all we're guilty of is thinking about ourselves. Doing what we want to do. Amen. Living the way we want to live. I don't mean that to be hard. I really don't. But I just want you to thank me for a moment how Peter answered. When the Lord asked him, uh, he said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter answered and he said, Lord, you know. You know me. You know me, God. You know me. Church, that's the truth. Amen. Amen. He knows you today. Now, listen, I, I know the Lord knows our hearts this morning. I know that He does. So, I, as I began to pray and think this morning about this message, I thought about this, and maybe I think the Lord maybe put it in my mind to, to, to think about it from this perspective, and as a hope that it might help you. But if the Lord was to appear this morning, if He was to come in the door this morning of the church, enter the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If every Sunday you knew when you gathered in this place, that when you got here, the Lord, Jesus Christ, would stand front and center. and I'm talking about right here, where you can see Him. Amen? The way that He appeared to the disciples there on the shore. If He came in, He walked in. You know when you see Him, He knows every thought. Everything that's in your heart. Everything you've done. And he took the place in the front of the church, and each one of you, each one of you, he called up individually, one at a time, and asked a question to you. If he brought you up here today, if he stood right here, and he said, now, you so and so, you come up, and he said, this past week have you loved me more than anything else? How would you have to answer? How would you have to answer? Would you be able to look him in the eyes and say, "Lord, you know I love you more than anything"? else. Let me ask you in one: What if he said, "Well, let's pull it up and let's take a look and see if your actions prove it"? Yeah. Mm. You see, this is where the gospel meets reality. You understand what I'm talking about today? It, it, it in you every day every week what owns your heart what has your does it belong to Christ or does it belong to the world see your words in a, in, in a moment like that your words really don't mean anything it's the evidence it's the actions that prove amen. It's the actions that show the truth. Now I want you to understand today that you need to see this and understand it. That there is a mark upon people who have chosen to follow Christ. There is a there's evidence. It's Luke chapter nine verses twenty three through twenty five. I preached it a thousand times since I've been here. He said to them all, "If anyone desires to come after me," He let him deny himself. Preacher, how do I follow Christ? It starts right there. You look in your heart, you see what do you love the most, and you're going to find the same thing we all find. You know what's in your heart to love? The wicked things of the world. Amen? Amen. Our flesh is drawn to the wickedness of this world, and, and it's just an unfortunate reality. Of what we battle against. So then we hear the Savior say, Well, if you want to come and follow me, you've got to deny that part of yourself. And take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever look like this, he said, Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And, and, and whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul or sees himself destroyed? Amen? Brethren, that's the mark. That's the mark of those that follow. A true follower of Jesus Christ denies themselves and they take up their cross. That means they give up their lives for Christ. That's what that when He says. Take up your cross. He doesn't mean that you have to carry around a, a, a sickness all day long. That's not what He's saying. He's saying when He says you've got to pick up your cross. I, I know people say, well, this must be my cross to bear. Let me tell you what your cross to bear is. The same one that He bore, you have to climb up on it. Just like He died for you, now you're called to die for Him. Yeah. You're coming, and you say, "Well, I don't know if that's true." Galatians five twenty four: Those that are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Galatians two twenty: I am crucified with Christ, and the life that I now live, I live by faith, in the Son of God. He goes on to say other things. We're, we're, just think about it. This past week, now yeah, I'm just challenging you in the week. Did you really follow Him? Did you really? Did you you crucify the flesh with its passions? Did you take up your cross? Did you deny yourself? Or did you live in worldly passions and worldly desires and profess Christ with your mouth? And that's the question. Well, you don't look encouraged. But God sends it because He loves you. So you've got to ask yourself, this week, as you look back, did I ignore the Word of God? Did I ignore prayer? Did I ignore the church? Did I ignore all the things that God has given us, opportunities to do good and to serve? Did I do all that? And and, and you'll be able to identify where your love really lies. It won't take long. See, you've got to know what has your heart. You've got to know where your heart lies about Sister Normie this morning when I came in. She, uh, I don't think she'd mind if I share what she said. She's, when I came in, she was talking to me and she said uh, she felt so condemned because she missed Wednesday night Bible study last yeah, I Felt so condemned. It was bitter cold. She's 94. <laughs> and she felt condemned because she didn't make it to Bible study. And then I can talk to others who there is no condemnation if they missed anything. There's no, there's, they, don't, they, don't, they don't wear better than talking. Right? What's the difference there? You know what the difference is? The heart. Amen. One wants to be here and one doesn't. Amen? One desires to hear the Word of God the other do not You say, no, that's not true, that's not that way. Yes, it is true. It yeah. is that way. Stop lying to yourself. Stop telling yourself that that's not what it is, that it's just because you're so busy. And it's not that. It's not because you're so busy. It's because you chose the world. When you choose the world, you get the world. You reap corruption. You reap problems. You reap those things. And you say, and then you come when they come, you say, I just don't know. I'm serving God. Well, I don't know why all this is happening. Because you're really not serving God. You're serving yourself. When you serve yourself, you of the flesh will reap corruption. See how bold we can get? when we have to preach the hard things, God will strengthen us. Amen. Amen. God will strengthen us. It's not that, I, it's not that I'm mad about bad. Okay? Listen, whether you come to Sunday morning services or Wednesday services or Sunday school has no bearing on my Christianity. Doesn't change one thing for me. Does, does, it, does, it, does it make me any less saved? I'm not going to stand before God and say, God, you know, I tried to master, but I just wasn't compelling enough to get here. God's going to hold you accountable for it. Amen. God's not going to hold me accountable for that. So I I, I don't preach it so that I can get something out of it. Amen? I preach it for your benefit. I preach it for your good. When you choose those things, you're going to reap some things. Amen? Yes, it's a sacrifice. Yes, we make sacrifices for the Lord. Is He not worthy of it? What has your heart? You say, preacher, I love the Lord with all my heart. I beg you, brother and sister, by the grace of God, I beg you. Do something to prove that love. Stop talking about it. Stop just saying you love him and start showing that you love him. Amen? Now I ain't talking to all of you. Some of you do. Some of you may not. I don't know who does walk outside of this church. I don't follow everybody around and keep a check on what everybody's doing. I'm just preaching what God has given me to preach. Amen. You know what Charles Spurgeon said one time? Uh, this is just a little tidbit for you. He said, those that do nothing, they're always the ones quarrel with everyone else because they're the only ones that have time to look what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Amen? That's the truth. The rest of us is busy. Amen? So I appreciate Spurgeon there. So if deep down in your heart, the answer to the question is, I don't know. I mean, I know you're not going to say that in front of everybody. You're not going to jump up and say, Lord, I don't know if I love God. That would be so taboo. I get it. But if deep down in your heart, you can't honestly say, God, my life demonstrates that I love you more than anything else. Can I tell you what the remedy is this morning It's not six steps or a book you can read or some program to follow? You will not be able to muster up that love on your own. You won't be able to do it. You won't be able to talk yourself into it. You'll have to go back to the place where you found it. Amen. Oh, you say, well, I need to go back to the church where I got saved. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about a cross, not a church. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You've got to get back to the feet of Christ as He hung on the cross. Because let me tell you why you get to love God. You love Christ because He first loved you. Yeah. That's, that's not my opinion. That's biblical, right? You love Christ. We love Him because He first loved you loved us you have to go back and look at that sacrifice again this morning and know that his love for you far exceeds any worldly pleasure you're ever going to have amen,
1: amen.
0: you should have been there you should feel that this morning but listen if the cross of christ is seen do you know this morning on the way to church we were listening to the radio on the way down this morning and a song came on uh, the radio and and, and it mentioned it said Behold Your King Behold Messiah and as surely as I was driving down the road everything was quiet in the car Chester was sitting there the kids were in the back I was driving and as sure as I was driving I could see I could see that little child was born. That little baby in the yeah. And I could see them coming in in the excitement. And, and behold your King. And then my mind instantly as I dwelt on that, I could see that cross being lifted up. And on that cross on the top of it was written a little sign there that said, Behold the King of the Jews. Amen. Behold your King. You want to know how to fall back in love? You need to behold your King.
1: Amen.
0: Go back and see the sacrifice that your God has made for you. Go back and look at how He sent His Son into the world to die for your sin. Go back and look at the suffering of this Messiah. Go back and look that a God who could come down and rule with an iron rod, who could have wiped out all the people, who could have absolutely just seen another flood or firestorm and and started afresh again. Uh, uh, Listen, go back and behold a God who instead chose to humble himself down and become like one of us sinful flesh uh, and be born into a sinful, ungodly world uh, and to be spit on and smacked and smacked and made fun uh, and kicked around and beat on and all crucified because of his love for you. Go back and look at that, God, and then if you still don't feel anything, you need to get saved because you don't have to. Because as a thing that's more important or more valuable than for you to see what God has done for you. You better know that and see it. And if it don't motivate you, if that can't get your heart pumping, then there ain't no sermon I'll ever preach gonna get you there. Amen. You can come and listen and take all the notes you want and do all the all the things you want to do, but it won't get you there. Amen. Go back and behold your king. Amen. You may just be here and you're simply just lost. It's possible. So what does that even mean? That means you have not yet seen and believed the God who has revealed Himself to you. You've not yet seen, you've not yet believed and seen the truth about Christ, His death and resurrection. You've not believed it by faith. I want to tell you this one, your love, of church. Amen. Your love is more than what you understand today. Amen. You're loved by a God who has every right to be angry with
1: you.
0: Amen? Every reason. You're loved by a God whom you can offer nothing to. You have nothing to offer. You bring nothing to the table. No skill, no talent. Do you think your voice is better than the angels? He's got all the praise He ever needed. He's got all the worship He ever needed. Do you, do you think I can preach better than Paul? There's no way. There's no way. He's got all. Listen, in times past, he's had all the things he ever needed. Amen. But you're loved Amen. by a God who you don't deserve to have his love. Amen? Amen. Amen. That ought to make you think that. That ought to make you decide, I, you know what? I'm going to follow this God. A God that will give himself for me, I'll give myself for him. Amen? Amen. I'll follow him. Amen. And let me tell you what, if you don't follow him, there's going to be a time mm-hmm. when you veer off a path and you'll be on your own. Yeah. Let me tell you when that time is. Let me be specific with you. When death comes, you're going to veer into that place by yourself. Yeah. And you'll you cross that river. You'll be dragged into the presence of God. And notice I have to say, yeah. you won't joyfully go into the presence of God. You'll be dragged into the presence of Almighty God. Yeah. If you're lost, you'll go there. You'll go without an advocate. You'll go there with no one to plead your case. You'll go there with nothing to cover your sins. And you'll stand before a perfect God. And you will not be shocked and you will not be surprised when He says, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You know what you'll say? I believe with all my heart, you'll say, Amen to your own condemnation. You'll know in that moment, you deserve it. You deserve it. And do you know what the others will say, the righteous, the redeemed of the Lord? They'll look and say, I deserve that. But they'll sing the praises of God because he gave them this. Christ took that wrath for us. He took that punishment on our behalf. You're crazy if you deny that. You're crazy. The fool has said in his heart there is no God. Amen? Amen. Let me go on to the second thing and I'll be done. only two things. <clears throat> so am I, am I willing to follow? See, that following means I've got to check where my heart is. And the second thing is, am I willing to obey? And let me ask you honestly this morning. Is there anything that you're not willing to do for the Lord? Now I want you to think before you answer Is there something that God could call you to do and you say, I'm just not willing. I don't want to do that. If the Lord spoke to your heart today and He said, I've called you to do such and such, is there anything that He would ask of you that you'd say, not me would Not me. God places you in a church. Maybe I can ask it this way. Let's say God placed you in a church and there was a need there. Would you jump up and say, God, how can I feel it? But well, we know the answer. There's so many needs all around us. I've often wondered why there's so many Christians who seem led to do so little, while others seem to be led to do so much. Amen. And I've come to the place that as I've prayed about it, I believe the Lord has helped me to understand it's not that some are called to do little, some are only willing to do little. Amen. Everybody's called to do a lot. But only some are willing to do it. There's a willingness. There's a calling there for all who are willing. Amen. Truth is, most people aren't willing because they don't want the sacrifice for the work involved in it. Because every calling of God comes with a sacrifice attached to it. Every work of God comes and Now listen, the Lord's not going to, here's the thing, the Lord's not going to make you do His calling. Amen? The Lord's not going to make you do anything, as a matter of fact. That's how good God is. He won't make you. He has every right to. He has sovereign control and absolutely could. Maybe nothing you could do about it. The Bible says the king's hearts are in his hands. He can turn in whichever direction he wants to. Amen? Amen. But the reality is is there's lots of people that God's called to do lots of things that they said no. They said no. But you see, this is what the Bible teaches. Our obedience is the demonstration of our love. For Jesus Christ. It, now, now, this is not this is not the popular teaching. Okay, this is this is not this is not uh, 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 what everybody wants to hear. True, nonetheless, can't can 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 deny it. It's not your affirmation. It's not your confession. It's not any word that you could ever speak that affirms. It's if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 23 and 24, Jesus answered and said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him and he'll come to me and we'll make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words and the word that you hear is not mine, but it's the Father that's in me. In another place, it's not up there, but in another place, He said, My sheep hear my voice. And another man I follow him. Amen? Amen? Now listen, I'm not here to tell you what you must do. I'm only here to point you to the one who's told you what you must do. Amen? Amen. I don't get to tell you. I don't get to decide who gets to do what. I don't get to call people to preach. I don't get to keep call people to teach Sunday school. I don't get to call people to missions. I don't get to call people to do any of that. Nope. I get to preach the Bible. God will do all the rest of it. Amen. Amen. When you deny your calling, you're not denying your pastor. You're not denying your deacons. You're not denying your church. You're denying your Lord. You'll give account for that. Amen. Amen. You've got to be willing to obey if you want to follow the Lord. Or you can stay on the shore. You can stay on the shore. But you missed the good part. Amen. You missed the good part. I can promise you this. If you're willing to obey, you better be ready. He'll call you into places you never wanted to go. Is that not what he told Peter? He said, I'm going to lead you. He said, when you're older, they'll lead you into places you wish you would not have to go. He'll call you into places you don't want to be. He'll call you into work that you never felt you could, that you had the ability to do. He'll call you into things that you didn't even have the desire to do sometimes. But then he gives you the desire He'll use you in ways that you never wanted to be used. He'll, he'll, he'll do all manner of things through you. Yes, he will. All because He wants to show the world His power through you. And yes. let me tell you this your submission to His will is what brings Him glory. Yes. Your willingness to submit to what God wants you to do is what glorifies God, not your words. Your willingness to do. That's why it's not the here that's justified. Who is justified? The doer. But when you deny the callings of God in your life, when you deny it, you don't just miss an opportunity to, to do something good. You actually rob God of the glory that belongs to you. You're not just missing out. You're robbing God. He deserves... Your obedience. You understand what I'm preaching to you today? He deserves your obedience. He deserves the sacrifice of your life. When you obey, you receive the joy and the and the fulfillment that comes only for those who obey. That you get to share the joy of Christ. You know what the joy of Christ was? That He did the will of the Father. And you get to know, you get to have joy, you can lay down at night. Remember when I said to some of you, sometimes you just say, Well, I hope I make it. You know why? It's because you can't lay your head down at night and say, I've done the will of my Father. The same joy that Christ had, you can have. The same, those things that say you say, preacher, that if I don't want to do it though, there ain't no joy in it. Listen, God can make any work joyful. Yes. Amen. Amen. God can make no matter how hard the work is. God will give you the joy. Amen? Amen. What, do you, what do you think made the? I'm just talking to you for We got a few men. What do you think made the apostles so special? What 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 allowed them to turn the world upside down? That's how the Bible described the apostles. It said those twelve men turned the world upside down. They were willing, guys, to be led into places that they would have never went on their own. Amen? And was it not the fact that they were obedient even unto death? Is it not the fact that when Jesus told them to go, they went even if it meant their lives? Amen. I mean, that's what made them so special. They were willing vessels in the hands of Almighty God. Willing vessels. And, 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 and in their lives, they proved, they proved that no sacrifice was too great. Nothing was too, nothing, no calling, no work was too much for them to bear. You know Why? They'd seen the truth. They had seen a crucified Savior and a risen Savior. And they knew this. They knew, and just as surely as I'm sitting here today, they had seen the power of the resurrection. And Paul said, you know what? My life's ambition, if I lose everything, he said, I have lost all things. My whole life, I lost everything. I thought I was all my credentials, all my degrees, all my not everything. I, I mean, all my reputation, my family, my friends. He was a Pharisee. I, everything. He said, "I've lost everything." He went from being prominent to being poor. He went from being important to being hated. He went where everybody, all the who's who's. Uh, uh, of the Jewish society he looked to Paul for answers and looked to him for permission to do the things that they did. He went from being that to be hated by all of them. And you know what he said? He said, I, all that, I count all that as done. Work is rubbish. It was nothing. Compared to what? Compared to knowing Christ. Amen. He said that I may know Him Amen. and the power of His resurrection. Amen? Amen. Amen that I may know that power. You see, the first step to obedience to God in the life of anybody, in any person ever that's ever been born, the first step of obedience is to obey the Father's call to come and be saved. Amen? That's the first step. God has made a way for you to be right with Him, for you to be saved and set free from the world and set free from sin and self. And that, that way is as simple as believing by faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's made that way. You step out, it's a step of faith. It's a step of obedience where you know that God is asking you come and you kneel down in an altar somewhere and you say, I want my sins washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. But after that, there are steps of obedience that need to be taken in the lives of the believers. You understand what I'm preaching to you? You don't get to stay ankle deep. You can stay ankle deep. You can. But you listen, you're taking the glory from God that He deserves. Hear the warning, church. You'll give account for it. Oh, you say you say I won't be saved? Oh no. The Bible says if all your works are burned up, if you've got Christ, you'll be saved. Amen? Amen. But you'll suffer loss. What does that mean? As long as I'm in heaven, I don't care. You'll care. Trust me, you'll care. Yeah. I don't know how, and I don't know what it looks like, but I know he said you'll suffer loss, and I believe you'll feel it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You'll have. You, then it says there'll be no tears. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say there'll be no regrets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. There yeah. may be some regrets, folks. You'll have missed out on the opportunity to say, "God, I have done Your will." Yep. Yeah. I have done. it. So I don't know what your condition is or what everybody's condition is this morning, but uh, I do know this: it's hard to believe that it's being the Lord's here this morning. Amen. Amen. The Lord's in this place. I believe that. Thought he, no, He didn't come in the door. No, He didn't stand before us. No, He didn't call you individually. But you rest assured, He's here. And he knows your heart. He knows every heart, and He stands ready to do a great work in anybody who is willing to surrender to Him. Amen. He always stands ready to do that great work. So. Let's stand to our feet, if we will, and let's let's close this message out. Maybe you're here this morning, you're lost, you're undone, uh, and, and, and and you need to come to Jesus this morning. You need the Lord, you need salvation. I don't know what whose situation or what what you know who's who or what's what. I don't know who's saved and who's not. I don't care if you profess to be saved for 30 years, if you feel lost, you better come get saved. Amen. Amen. God told you you're lost today, get saved today. But maybe you're here and you are saved. But as you thought about the challenge that God has given to us to look back on this past week, you realize, hey, you know what? My life really hasn't been a testimony. My life really this past week hasn't brought a lot of glory to God. I I really can't say with an honest heart, I really couldn't say that I love God more than anything else. I would say it with my mouth, but my actions maybe didn't back it up. Maybe I wasn't obedient this week. or Maybe I... Maybe I haven't been walking in the type of obedience that I needed to. I want to offer you this. As we begin to bow our head and close our eyes for just a moment. I want to offer you this. If you're here and you're a Christian and you felt that God spoke to you through this message and right now you realize and know, Hey, I I, I need to grow here. I'm 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 not as deep in the Lord as what I need to be. Step out from where you are and come to the altar. That's my offer to you today out from where you are come to the altar. There's a depth that we need to get to. There's a depth that we need to go into. All you've got to do is come and ask God say repent of any known sin in your life. Ask God to use you. This upcoming week maybe your prayer could be God use me for your glory. And maybe as these pray here and and as God works in everybody's hearts today, and I believe that He is, as God works in your hearts and everybody's come together and they're bowing their heads and their hearts and they're praying and they're looking to God, maybe you're here this morning and by the grace of God, you've realized that you've not been walking on obedience to the call of God in your life. Whatever that call may be. Why don't you change that? Why don't you rise up from, from the altar or rise up? Or come out of your seats from where you are and say, you know what? God has called me to do this thing, and I want this church to pray for me and help me as I venture out to do it. As I if, listen, you're going to find peace when you walk in the calling of God. You're going to find peace when you're obedient to the Father. Jesus had a peace that surpassed understanding. Not the world's peace, but a peace that surpassed all understanding. He had it because he said. God, I have done everything you've commanded me to do. Now, you and I aren't Christ and we're not going to live it perfect. And I'm not preaching that to you today, but if you know that God's called you to do something and you haven't been doing it, today is the day you need to make that calling known. You need to step out from where you are. This is the promises for following Christ. Are sent? Listen, they're very rich. Not financials. I'm talking about, he said, if you're following him, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He said, I I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'll come again. You've got a Savior that's coming back for you. Amen? You've got a Savior that left and has prepared a place for you. And He's coming back for you. And then He promised that we'd be together, together in eternity, forever. I look forward to that. Amen? I believe peace, full peace, peace that we can't understand is just ahead. Joy, unspeakable, full of glory, is just ahead. I, I believe rest and there remains a therefore rest for the people of God. I believe it's just ahead. I, 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 yes, we've got to get through this life where there ain't much peace and there ain't much joy and there ain't much rest. But if we serve here, we'll rest there. Amen? Amen. Enter in to the joys of the Lord, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over me. Enter in to the joys of the Lord. Come in. Sit down as they brought the paper up this morning the children dwelt on what they'd like to eat with Jesus. Let me ask you, are you looking forward to the time when you sit down and dine with Christ? Amen. He said we're going to sit down together and we'll drink of the fruit of the vine again together in heaven. Amen. Amen. Amen? I'm looking forward to that day, church. That's when our rest is. Oh, yes, we'll labor here. Six days we'll labor. But on the 7th we'll rest. Amen. Amen? We've got a rest coming. A full rest just ahead. We'll understand the depths and heights and breadth of His love when we get there. Amen. True life is just ahead. Amen. Yes. Everybody's heart's clear. If you need the altar, it's here. Let's bow together and join these at the altar as we pray. Father, we thank You and we love You. God would be absolutely lost without You. In every way, Father, we'd be undone. God, our heart's desire is to serve you. God, my prayer for those that have gathered together at this altar is simply this, that you would strengthen them to rise up and to be obedient to whatever your desire for their life is. That's my prayer for me too, God. That's my prayer for those that are standing out there, God. Is that as you speak to us, we'll be willing vessels, God. And God, if we... This past week, Lord, as we look back and we think, I could have have done something here. I missed an opportunity there. I chose my my selfish desires here and there in all these different ways. We ask for your forgiveness, God. We ask, Lord, that you would continue, God. I'm so thankful, Lord, this morning. As as I read that and I saw where you made a breakfast, I thought, what a long-suffering Savior. How patient you are with us. I'm thankful, God, that you're patient with us. How many times, God, you spoke to us and told us to do this, to do that, and and we've been slothful and lazy and and maybe negligent, God, or forgetful, Lord, but you didn't leave us, God, in anger. You didn't strike us down, but you just gently continue to call us and to remind us there's a work to do until we get to heaven. I thank you, Lord, that we have heaven to look forward to. I thank you, Lord, that I know, God, that it's more than a hope. It's real. Set the reality of heaven in our hearts, I pray. May we be able to have the vision and see it, God, so that our eyes will never leave it and our hearts will never go off of it. God, I pray. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your joy and peace. Until you come back to us. we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We go back to our seats
1: before you.